Welcome to the Horror Project Podcast. We're your hosts, Laura and Phil, with our weekly show talking about horror films old and new. You can find us on our major podcasting platforms. Please remember to subscribe and review our show wherever you listen. You can follow us on social media. Just search for the Horror Project Podcast. Do be aware this show includes massive fucking spoilers and the occasional swear word. We hope you enjoy the show, baby! Hello and welcome to the Horror Project Podcast. This is episode 110, My Bloody Valentine. Lara, happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day to you. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Every sight and every sound. I'm going for it, baby. Goes on. Shut up. Um, yeah, happy Valentine's Day to sure. you. And you. Hmm. What a romantic movie this was. Yeah. Very romantic. And very weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll get into why you find it's weird. I don't okay. think it was that weird. It was quite a straightforward slasher number. Well, yeah, it was just surprising. It was very surprising. Mm. Lots of twists and turns in this bad boy. Um I think we should wish Brian oh. happy Valentine's Day too. Brian. Do you love Brian? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Fucking brutal. But I'm sure he's total ladies man, isn't he? Yeah, because he is. With that voice. That silky, silky voice. Let's hear Brian tell us all about the film My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine is a 1981 Canadian slasher film directed by George Mallorca and written by John Beard. It stars Paul Kelman, Laurie Harlier, and Neil Affleck. The film has a runtime of 93 minutes. With a budget of $2.3 million the film had a box office of $5.7 million. The plot tells about a group of young adults who decide to throw a Valentine's Day party, only to incur the vengeful wrath of a maniac in mining gear who begins a killing spree. So not romantic at all then? It's a bad time, this time of year. How many times is he going to tell this story? I'll let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! (laughs) The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. Look, Landers, you've got to get a lot of exercise if you're going to grapple with Gretchen. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a valentine for her that she's never going to (laughs) forget. Right to the heart, huh? In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. Valentine Bluffs. It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. 
happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dancer, it'll happen twice. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Take your pick. My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine, so Laura. I always ask you, have you heard of this film before? Are you familiar with this bad boy? No. <laughs> but before but, we go on, I would like to ask you a question. I don't ask you many questions. Yeah, ask away, babe. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Well, I was going to ask you that. Oh, but... were you going to? Okay. Yeah, well, it's a Valentine's Day episode, so I thought we'd, you know... We t- need to touch, touch on this little... Touch on the theme uh, of... This hol- little holiday. So... It's not really a holiday, is it? I feel like you've switched this, because I was going to ask you, so you could spill the beans and give all your opinions to me, but now I have to, like, reveal... Yes. <laughs> I would like to know your opinions on Valentine's Day. So, like... You should say, oh, yeah, I love it. It's a great day to share with your loved ones. And But, I feel, you know, we're getting a little bit older. We're mm. a married couple. I'm a bit cynical. Well. I, I know you feel the same way about Valentine's Day. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I think it's absolute bullshit. We've never made a big deal of Valentine's Day. Well, really. I'd say when we were younger, you, you would go out for a nice meal. Yes. Which I feel like we'd, we'd maybe have a nice meal at home now. Like in the last few years, I remember a Valentine's Day, I made you a nice meal. You got, yeah. You got home from work. Oh, yeah. I say nice yeah. meal, I, ma- I made you a meal. <laughs> but I make you a meal most nights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it, I just think it's absolute bullshit. I don't go in for the whole, um, you know, I'll stretch to it for Christmas because Christmas is like a recognised thing. Uh, in terms of like, in holiday. terms of buying into like all the bullshit. Well, with Christmas, you, you get you get prezzies, don't you? You get like, prezzies. Like you know, there's ones. there's nice decorations. There's celebrations to be had. Yeah, sure. But I feel like Valentine's Day, it's a money making scheme. Yes. And I feel like it only serves to make other people feel bad. If you are not in a couple, but, yeah. you you feel like oh god, I'm I'm so alone, like Bridget Jones. Well, not even that, but I remember like growing up, like at school, a lot of the listeners will have had this experience. They used to put a post box. Yes, I remember that. In yeah. the foyer at school or in the hall, wherever. Philip, you've received fifty-two cards this year. Yeah, and every morning someone would be sent to empty the post box. You know, every yeah. Valentine's morning. And, yeah, it just used to get dished out in the farm Oh, room. Laura, it looks like you've not received any yeah. this year. Oh, oh no, oh, you've God. got none. Oh. You're actually quite repulsive. Yeah. That survey says, uh-uh. And it was quite a traumatic time. You must have got cards. Not really, no. Well, neither did I. I said I got 52. I got fuck all. Like, never got any cards. No, I didn't. I sent them. <laughs> sure. That's the worst of it. <laughs> I hope, I hope my secret Valentine will receive this yeah, card. And so tragic. I'm oh. going to send them a forever friends key ring. Oh, it was always like a forever <laughs> friends. Oh, you would like, if you had a boyfriend, lucky enough to have a boyfriend when you were like 16. Lucky enough. They'd always send you those like, me to you teddies. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Cuddle it at night. Oh, those like, oh, 
like dolphin earrings, or you know, from like <laughs> um, Ernest Jones or something. Not even Ernest Jones. That from like Argos or there's nothing. Wrong Last with week we spoke it. about Ernest Jones and Argos. Like, yeah, they're our top jewelers. Top jewelers in <laughs> no, the UK. There was one. I'm using Ernest Jones as an example because I can remember the name of it. But there was one that was much, much worse. I can't remember what it was, but I received some earrings from this place lowly, retailer, lowly jewelry retailer, and um, yeah. I feel like Valentine's Day, as you get older, it's like, oh, let's go out for a meal. And you go out and it costs loads more than it would any other night. You look around, it's just full of other people. Anywhere you want to go eat, it's a fucking nightmare to book. Do you know what I really object to is that my mum's birthday is on 15th of January. And if I go into a florist and try and buy her a bunch of flowers on the 15th of January... They will try and charge me Valentine's Day prices and it's like, fuck off. You need to get your mama. I hate it. You need to get your mum a uh, box of chocolates with a human heart in it instead. Well, I got some earrings from a lowly uh, jewellers this year, right. so she should be quite happy with that. She should be quite happy with yeah. that. <laughs> Whether or not she will be is uh, yet to be seen. Yeah. And it's not a spoiler because she will not listen to this podcast. We told our parents, all our parents, that we, we you know, we do this podcast, we do this. Oh, that's good. Zero interest. Zero fucking interest. And my dad is quite an avid podcaster. He listens to BBC Sounds. There are other podcasts. He listens to anything but <laughs> this. Anything but this. He'll say, oh, I listen to a great podcast about fucking Dad's Army, whatever it is. He can't get enough. To be fair, I don't think any of our parents are horror fans. Mm-mm. Like, you know, there's, there's no interest in, in the subjects we're talking about. I'd say the main horror fan of the per- parentals was your mum. Yeah, and she's fucking dead. So. <laughs> she was probably into it more than any of them. She's not allowed to fucking listen to it. Well, to be fair, <sighs> it's a great excuse not to listen. Fucking dying. It is a great excuse. We'll let her off. It's a great, great excuse. <laughs> um, Valent- the film. Valentine's Day, the film. My bloody Valentine. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the town. It's a town. Just Valentine's Valentine's Bluff. Bluff. Valentine Bluffs. Yeah, Valentine yeah. Bluffs. Yeah. That's a weird... Imagine having a town or a place you live just themed after, like, Valentine's Day. Weird. That is weird. So weird. It's like a dual-pronged town. So the one prong, we were all about the Valentine's Day. Yeah. Second prong, we love mining. Mining. We're a mining bunch. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird concept. Really weird. Is that how Canada is? Is that a Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I feel like... The next village over is Easterville. Up north, you know, up here, we've we've got our, we've had our fair dealings with... I had, a, mining, I, had a, I had a mining grandparent. So did I. Yeah, I mean, where we're from, there's a lot of mining in our... Loads of mining, but... You know, they not, not in our lifetimes, though. We, no. we were lucky enough not to end up down pit, yeah, as they'd say in Yorkshire. But as well, I feel like I didn't. This is what the first thing that took me by surprise. I didn't realize it was a mining based horror film. I didn't realize that we would be down a mine. I thought yeah. we might be in a high school. That is the classic slasher setting. Yeah. Suburban kind of setting yeah. in schools. So then how did you feel about the mine then? Nice surprise. Well, yeah, I was just kind of taken aback and like, oh, so this is what it is. Yeah, well, you knew it was a slasher, I think, didn't mm. you? 
I think it's I think it's preferable to go into any film not knowing a thing. Yes. Like so the mining thing. No, I think it's a like a neat, unique stamp on the film. You mentioned to me briefly that they'd done a remake of this. I think I've not seen it. I think it's two thousand and nine. Is that mine based? Yeah, it's still the mine. That's right, okay. So it is like a, a remake. Yeah, but... yeah. A pure remake. As far as right, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen like images of like, like the miner and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about that? I'm just not really that into mines. I think it's it really like puts a unique like a unique stamp but on it. But it's interesting. Thing. I like the killer. Yeah, so what, what's his name? Like, well, it, his pseudonym is, uh, throughout the film, is... Um, Harry Warden. Harry Warden. That's the miner. That is who people seem to think he is. With good reason. So let's get back into the like the plot. Yeah. We, we get quite early on, like a flashback of 20 years ago. He's so nine. we're talking 1960. The talking film 1960. is set in 81, which is when it's from. It's set mm. in the present day. Not our present day, their present oh, day. Oh, God, no. <laughs> a and long so time ago. the flashback is to 1960. Yeah, so Harry and the mining crew, they're working a, a late shift on Valentine's Day night. And we know this town likes to have a Valentine's party. Yeah, for over 100 years. The tradition has been going. And the, uh, the safety inspector dudes, they wanted to get to the party, right? So they left Harry and everyone down and fucked off early. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge explosion. So Harry, Harry emerges and kills these safety inspector guys. Yeah, that left him down there. And his warning. It's like an urban legend, isn't it? Like, yes. They say 20 years ago there was Harry Warden and he killed yeah. all these fucking people. And if they ever threw a party again, Harry would be back. Yeah, to do more killings. Did you think... It was as black and white as it seemed. Like, oh yeah, well it's Harry then. They're saying it's Harry. Yeah, so I did. Like, oh, he got he got locked away, and now he's back. Yeah, I kind of did. It's a bit like sort of a Michael Myers sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's been locked away. But I did think so. We hear that Harry is dragged out alive from the mine after six weeks down there. <laughs> so this is six weeks after the accident. They dig Harry out. He's still alive. Yes. They they um basically he's been eating his. He's resorted to cannibalism to survive. Yes, down there. You get that great shot of them fa- eventually, six weeks later, they find him and he's like chewing on someone's arm or something. Yeah, I mean, six weeks. He's gone feral. It's Come a big on. mine. It's a big mine. It is quite a big mine. You, I think you kind of barked at like, six weeks? Well, what yeah, what, what is it about I... the six weeks that... Well, you know, like, in my lifetime, there have been a few mining it was incidents. a big Chilean mine, I think. Yeah, I can't remember how long they were down there, but it wasn't six weeks. I think it was weeks. Was it? It was a while, I yeah, can't remember. yeah. And the other thing I thought was when they said, um, oh, Valentine Bluffs has been having a Valentine's dance for over 100 years. This is in oh, 1960. Yeah. So you're going like 1860 and before that. How long has Valentine's Day been a thing? Because well, I'm in Valentine's think, Bluffs or Bluff or whatever it is, Ever since, yeah, fucking ages. At least 100 years, mm, that's what they're saying. I don't buy it. You get the flashback of 20 years ago. So everyone wants to go to the ball, everyone wants to go to the Valentine's Day party. And in the flashback, it looks like there's 12 people. In the... Yeah, it looks shit, doesn't it? Proper shit. It's like a small town, fair enough. Like everyone's there, all seven of you. Yeah. 
Plus, you know, there's still, there's still five guys down the mine, don't forget. So if they'd have been there, there'd have been like 16 people. It's, it's understandable why you would be pissed off, though. Like, everyone oh, everyone, be, everyone wants to go livid. to this bar. You'd be livid. Yeah, I kind of like the, the kind of the flashback. Yeah. It's, it's really basic, this film. It's like quite a straight... Total basic straight, bitch. Like, it is a bit of a basic bitch film. Yeah. But I liked it. It maps it out so easily, though. It's so easy to understand. You're like, oh, yeah, I get that. Oh, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Let's go back to the top of the film. Um, the film starts, we're in the mine, and it gets a bit sexy. Straight away. When it started, you see the two miners, and then the, obviously the woman takes the top off, and it's like, ooh, a bra. Yeah. Me and you both went, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Eight is like... You know, we're in it. I will give this film a massive thumbs up for showing the restraint of there's no nudity in this film. She could have easily got her baps out. When I saw that woman, like I'll admit, I've seen this film before, but years ago. Mm. So I'd totally forgotten pretty much everything about it, apart from mining and Valentine's Day. I thought this was going to be an absolute like boob fest. For an early 80s film where, you know, these are teenagers... Young, young adults. Young adults, I'd say, yeah. Um, you don't see a single breast. There's not a pube inside. No, <laughs> which I I think is... I, I often find that like a... Distra- I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Like, I've said this before on the podcast. But I kind of like... I, it's not the sex that I object to because young people are doing it, obviously. It's just the gratuitous... Yeah, uh, it's yeah. when it's not kind of necessary. And I think they allude to it enough in this film but they don't yeah. actually you don't actually see it which it, i thought was there's some snug there's some kissing there's some snugging there's some oh, canoodling shot heavy petting of course so when yeah i saw the bra i kind of forgot i thought surely yeah the boobs are going to come out any second what were you thinking that i was hoping surely it's <laughs> the only reason i wanted to watch this film <laughs> but you get the uh the tattoo or the tattoo with a little heart oh god a bloody tattoo so they're like kissing and canoodling, this this mystery miner with his mask on. He refuses to take the mask he off. He won't take it off, the kinky bugger. And she's like fondling the tube. She's wanking off the tube, isn't she? <laughs> and you know that she's Ooh. only doing that for the viewer's benefit because he can't see it. He can't oh, feel, feel his feel fucking it. breathing tube. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you feeling that breathing tube for? Can you just feel my knob, please? Yeah, weird. And uh, yeah, she's like impaled on the axe against the wall. Yeah. And it goes through the little tiny heart on a tattoo. It does. I liked it. That was a good, uh, intriguing little opener. I think, you know, we've just talked about the first kill. I think the kills are really good in this film. The kills are pretty banging in this I film. I think it's kind of like a really good balance between like being understated and not, if you know what I mean. It, it's not yeah. rid- It's not ridiculous, ridiculous, but it's like, oh, oh, like... They're quite interesting kills. A few of them are quite inventive. Yeah. And there are some, like, pretty decent effects in there. I Special think effects, so. yeah. I thought the effects were good. I didn't find it particularly scary. No. Although there was a few little moments where I can imagine it put me on edge a little bit. Like the stuff in the mine. Like, the mine is a creepy place yeah. to be, like, caught. Like, I think it's a great setting. So there was a few moments where it was a bit... Like, you see the miner coming around and he's smashing light bulbs and things. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Like, he's a scary bastard. Like, a few scary moments with him. One of the things I find scariest about places like mines and caves, to an extent, especially when you go into a really deep, 
like cave um is that sound doesn't carry no do you know what i mean when you get that really dead you're going you to might the cave, as well you get that space. really dead sound i find that really worrying because if you were to get trapped or get stuck or you were attacked or something bad happened no one's going to hear you you could be screaming your lungs out down there miles beneath the surface no, yeah, no one can fucking yeah. hear you. Yeah, you're stuck. Like I say, it's like a little bit like being in space. Mm. You're, or under the sea, you're just sort of isolated down there. It really I think it's as close to like being on the moon as you, you might can as well get. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything they hear down there, ah, it's probably rats. Oh, it's probably rats. Yeah. Glass, Smashing light bulbs. Yeah, it's rats. Smashing left, right and centre. Yeah, rats. Yeah, it's fucking rats. Um, so the film, we get that opening kill and then you were sort of put off immediately i could i could sense you hiding under the blanket like this is gonna be shit when there was proper like male energy so last week we watched dog soldiers oh second film in a week where the male characters have just got off on the wrong foot with me like immediately it's the bounce it's the male energy it's the testosterone pouring out of the screen yeah, this bunch are, uh, they're a bit of a lively bunch of lads, shall we yeah. say. But so some of them are all right, but there are some just like proper jokers in the pack with this gang. On the contrary, um, apart from them putting up with the behaviour of the boyfriends, I really like the women in this film. Yeah, I mean, like, early on, when you first introduced, they're sort of, like, one-dimensional, like, they're the girl, I'm just mm, a girlfriend. Yeah. And as the film progresses, you kind of find out a little bit more about them. Yeah. The, the characters sort of emerge as it progresses. But I mean, I have a, I have a favourite, a clear favourite, but... Um, I have a few favourite characters, generally. Yeah. So who's your, who's your faves? My favourite character in this film is Patty. Patty in the red dress, played by Cynthia Dale. She is, I think she puts in genuinely a great performance in this film. She's in the best power couple with Hollis. Yes. They're my favourite couple. It's it's quite nice, like, every minor has a girlfriend and it's like they're all looking forward to Valentine's Day and it's quite cute. But yeah, she's definitely, like, a fun character. And that's another thing I like about um, Patty and Hollis is that you know, Hollis is not debonair. <laughs> he's not particularly good looking. That's Keith Knight as Hollis. But yeah. he comes, he's just a nice, and I'm, I'm like, yes, Hollis has done well. He's got himself <laughs> a smoking hot girlfriend. He's really nice. He's always looking out for her. They seem really close. Like, and I think that's nice. You don't often get like, I compared him to like maybe a Jonah Hill character. Like, he's got an amazing, ta- he's the guy with the amazing tash. He looks like, um, a little bit like Nick Frost. Yeah, you would think that in a modern day slasher, he would be the single guy. He would be like the yeah, joker, the single guy. But he's not. He's gone out with Patty, who is smoking hot and a really fun go-getter. Like a lot of this group of kids, or young adults or whatever, like the ages are a bit blurred because they get mm. referred to as kids all the time by everyone else. But they clearly like work down a mine. Like Don't send kids down <laughs> mines anymore. Well, they could be like... 21. Early 20s. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I like, uh, Patty's like describing what she's going to wear to Sarah. I'm going to wear, it's cut down to here and it's got a slit right up the side. Yeah, she's a <laughs> I'm going to knock him dead. She's a goer, isn't she? She's a goer. Um, what do you think of Sarah? She's I find something. Sarah a bit less interesting. Who plays Sarah? It's uh, Laurie Hallier. Plays oh, Sarah. Laurie Hallier, yeah. 
She's she's stuck uh, right in the middle of a love triangle. Is she ever? So it's TJ. He's the guy. He's he's left town. I don't know why he left town. Did you pick up? No. So he left town. He was going out with Sarah. Leaves town. Totally ghosts her. Blanks her. Gone. And so she, Sarah, goes out with Axel in the interim. But now, oh my God, TJ's back. And that is the love triangle. To be honest, it's not a love triangle that I'd want to be in. I don't find either of these guys have got many redeeming features. TJ versus Axel, discuss. Like, who's who's your... TJ is so intense. And he's like, he's like the broody kind of... Broody brunette. Yeah, he's always a bit away from the group. He's like... Oh, the scenes of him like in, so in the pub, he's just like sat at the side and he's like just staring at Sarah. Yeah, he's a bit of a Debbie Downer. He, I like it when he, um, like his final look in the film, he's got a little neckerchief and he's yeah. uh, unbuttoned down to his navel. Oh. It's a strong look. That's what you like. <laughs> it's a strong look. Um, and then you've got Axel, who's just a bit of an asshole. He feels like he's like the um, school jock. And yeah. He's got, like Sarah's probably the hottest girl in town. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do we actually like Sarah or is it bragging rights? I'm with the hot girl. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really like it. I kind of think TJ does genuinely have feelings for Sarah. He's a sensitive soul. Whereas I think Axel, it's more pride for him. Like, oh, he's come back and he's taking my girl off me. Yeah. I can't be having that. Yeah. And also, Axel, and he just wants to be seen with her on his arm. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like bragging rights. I'm with Sarah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Where we all know Hollis is. Well, I'm with Patty. So fuck you. <laughs> I know. And they're just like, and I'm with things. I love Hollis and Patty. We're uh, we're yeah we're standing them. Like obviously Axel. Spoiler alert. There's a dark side to Axel. Oh, is there ever? Did you predict Axel was a mining killer? No, because. No, I didn't. Although, when we seemingly see Axel's death in the mine, that's very kind of throwaway. It's a red flag. It's like, oh, such a red flag. If you don't see the actual killing or attack take place, that Something is, is, that is dodgy. Yeah. We recently watched... Uh, I won't put spoilers out there, because if you've not seen the film Thanksgiving, a similar thing happened in that film with a character... Off screen attacked. Yeah. And again we get this now. So I think if you ever see that or don't see that, it's a it's a possible clue who a who a killer might be. Mm. So yeah, Axel, we're led to believe, is pushed down a sixty foot um section of water. Like you see his helmet. Sixty sink. foot deep. Yeah. So in the, the, the in the mine there's a a a kind of it's got like a lake in it. That's fucking weird. There's a huge and it's lake 60, in the mine. Sixty foot deep, and we just hear a, a <laughs> and then we go back and we see some ripples of water, and they're like, "It's too late for him now. We've got to move on." It's like he's literally just gone in. At like, this point, like a lot of the friend group has been, <coughs> uh, bless you, a lot of the friend group has been killed by this point. TJ's with uh, Sarah and um, uh, Patty. Like, he's dead now, Axel's dead, we've got to go. Yeah, it's like very convenient that they've just seen like... Axel's clearly just thrown his helmet just, in the water. Yeah. And they're like, oh, come along, hurry along, can't see too much. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> she's mine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I found that weird, but I still didn't really, you know what I'm like, I don't like to to try and solve the puzzle. No. I didn't really think too much about it. I did think, hmm. When the film ended, you did say to me, oh, I did think that bit was a bit weird. Yeah. It did kind of... But I didn't think straight away, oh, well, it's him then. But it was it. <laughs> it was it. Did you think that? Yeah. Ah. Oh. By that point, I thought, yeah, that's pretty fucking... Because you see everyone else's demise or everyone else's dead body. So you see yeah. Mike and Harriet. You don't see them die, but you... R.I.P. Hollis does discover their dead bodies, so... I was so gutted that both Hollis and Patty got it. They had decent deaths as well, like, down in the mine. Oh, Hollis, he lingered around for a little bit, didn't he? Moaning and groaning. He gets, like, it's like a, is it like a nail gun thing? A nail gun in the head. It's Two quite, nails to the head. Yeah, it's quite a slow death. And he, he even as a hero's death, if you think about it... Because he staggers back to warn yes. Howard and the girls. Oh. It's such a sweetheart. What a noble soul. I know. One of the cool things that I do like about the minor killer is that he, like, he leaves the little heart-shaped box chocolates. There's like warnings and clues. Yeah. It's like proper old school. I've never seen those heart-shaped boxes of chocolate in real life. No, I haven't. But when you see him in the film, it's like, oh, what's going to be inside? Especially with like the little lace or the little ribbons around him. So like, early on, the mayor gets one. And he opens it up and it's, he thinks it's from a secret admirer and he's in the police car. He wishes. And it's uh, the heart of the, from the girl from the start, I presume. Tattoo. Tattoo. Nobody mentions that girl with the tattoo. No. Who is she? Who was looking for her? It has uh, the minor, has Axel, sorry, has Axel brought her in from out of town somewhere? Could have done. Because, like, no one mentions her. No one's like, have you seen Debbie? She's gone missing. Well... She did have a tattoo. That was probably a bit scandalous <laughs> in them days. Yeah, so our mayor, he's the first one to like, oh, fuck, Harry's back, Harry Warden's back. They're instantly on the Harry Warden, like, he's back. Yeah. They were around, they're old school, they know that they, this isn't an urban legend, this is, like, legit. Yeah. This was a massacre, and he's back. I kind of like the little, I'm back, here's home. Yeah. It reeks of um, Michael Myers, doesn't it? He reminds me a bit of Michael Myers. Well, you he's know, a mass the way, killer, the way isn't he? Um, moves, the way he lumbers about, and yeah, he's a bit Michael Myers esque. I think he's a cool, uh, yeah, he's a cool character, cool slasher character, cool dude. He's got um, also a touch of the old Darth Vader's about him. Yes, oh, like the breathing's quite cool. I know that's not very discreet, though, is it? He doesn't want to be discreet, does he? Well, no, you don't give two shits. And you get a lot of like POV shots from his, you know, his point of view, like, yeah. A great example is the sad demise of Mabel. Mabel. Madame, what's she called, Madame Mabel? What was it called? The Mabel's Laundrette. Laundre. It was Madame Mabel's Laundrette. I mean, we just looked up, or you just looked up, the actress who played Mabel. Oh, God. Where is it on our little list? Patricia Hamilton plays Mabel. Like, watching the film, we thought she was maybe, I don't know, how old did you think she was? 60. And how old was she at the time of filming? You're biting your finger, you're <laughs> laughing that fucking much. She was 44. <laughs> Four years older you, than me, currently. So, you just looked at me with a little sad face and said, oh, God, people looked old in them days. 
<laughs> I've got to cling on to that because otherwise that's me. Yeah. That's fucking me. 100%. And hello, knocking on the door for you, babes. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, like Mabel gets an early exit, but until that point, you know, Mabel was my favourite character. Yeah. She is all over that town. She's putting up decorations. Oh, she's adorable. She's, she's fucking... Lo- she yeah. probably remembers the uh, the last, like, 20 years ago. Well, she she probably remembers. She'd have been 24. She'll have been, <laughs> been 24. Oh, the massacre, yeah. She'd have been 24, knitting in the corner, <laughs> looking 44. <laughs> Do you want to dance, Mabel? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm just resting my eyes for five minutes. I'm saving up my money for a laundrette. <laughs> When, oh, we, when we, we cut inside the laundrette, and obviously she's gone mental with the decorations, oh, you yeah. said, oh, that's not very practical. She's got like these streamers hanging over the buttons and things. It's not very practical if you want to use the washing machine. No, but she's gone for it. She's decorated. She has. But she, like what I want to say is she's been probably looking forward to this for like 20 years. Oh, 20 years, yeah. The girl wants to get smashed. Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> Um, so it's clear, you know, if you're promoting this ball, this party. You're in the firing line. The killer, you know, that's the warning. If this party goes ahead, you are getting it. And Mabel, she's one of the main, like, townspeople. Oh, who's, God, she is loving it. She's fucking putting this shit on. So she gets the goal. Yeah, and she gets it, doesn't she? Got a proper. I, I think the reveal of the, uh, what's the policeman called? The chief of police. It's chief a, newbie. Chief Jake Newby, Newby, played by Don Franks. Yeah, he discovers her, doesn't he? Like, yeah. He comes into the laundrette and he's like, it's a bit, it's a bit smelly in here. Yeah. He's sniffing. I thought that scene was really good. It was good. He finds, so the killer, as a, as a tell, turns all the hearts, the Valentine's heart decorations upside down. That's yeah. how you know he's been there. So he finds these hearts that are upside down. He's like, oh, weird. Oh. <laughs> that was quite cool. And he's sniffing, he's sniffing, he's like, something's off, something's off. And then, whoo, <laughs> the reveal, go on. It's like the machine's going, the, the laundry machine. Do, 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 do. It's spinning around. Yeah. The door pops open and there's our beloved Mabel. Burnt to a crisp. That was a good, it was like a dummy effect. Yeah. So obviously like. Really good. Oh, no. You say there was no tit. Mabel's tit had come out. <laughs> Mabel's uh, burnt, sizzled best. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like prominent though. No, but you could see it. You could, if you were looking. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looked like, um, do you know the dead body at the end of Psycho? When he, yes. When he found, like, just like, yeah. just, just a fucked up. You know, body. I just wonder how hot does a bloody dryer get? Say the killer kills Mabel at 9 pm the night before. She's been on a spin dry for, well, you know. That's true. We we can't afford a dryer, so I wouldn't know. 12 hours in the spin dry. You might look a bit fuckled. Like how you smooth over that. Yeah. Yeah, we never will. I bought you a heated thingy the other week. We went heated, heated clothes dryer. People, get on it. Get on it. This point, it's a bit of a weird point. Like, it's clear. So, like, the chief of police and the mayor... They don't, it's, it reminds me of Jaws. They don't want to, like, fright, yeah. frighten the townspeople, but we've got to cancel the dance. We've got to cancel it. It's Harry, he's back, he's warning yeah. us. Like, take Mabel's body out the back. I don't want anyone to see her on the high street. I felt a bit deprived of the dance scene. 
I enjoy like a dance yeah. scene. It would have been a nice combination no, of like the, I, the pushed on with it. I mean, I know that they could they couldn't like it wasn't going to happen. But I like that they they cancelled it and genuinely it stayed cancelled. Yeah, Where, but I did know. feel deprived of a big, you know, it's been you know, shindig. Kind of I guess that this film doesn't seem like it's got an enormous cast. Mm. So they probably looked like there was more of a party of like a decent size in the mining like pool room or whatever it is. Yeah. Like it looked quite, de- like the actual town hall was quite big and there's not that many people to attend it. It probably no. would look a bit sparse maybe. So the dance is cancelled but the kids decide to have a party anyway at the mine. Yeah, just at like the HQ sort of thing. Yeah. Like like there's a pool table, there's like a kitchen. The break room kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which seems like a decent enough plan. Yeah. Chief of police, he's ringing up to find out where Harry's whereabouts is. Like they're not very professional with him. That lady on the phone. I wrote down, uh, he's either dead, being transferred, or on the slab. It's like no, on the slab means dead. Well, yeah, it does mean that. But, like, she's totally unhelpful, is what I'm saying. Yeah, she says something like he's, yeah, is either one of three things. Um, You'd have thought if it, like, he'd obviously done this massacre 20 years ago, keep tabs on these people. Like, yeah. If someone has been transferred, surely have a rec- there'll be, like, a record of it. Absolutely. This is pre-internet. This is pre-internet. She's less than interested. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this hanging thread over the film. Like, is it Harry? Like, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. So yeah. like all the way through, you think, well, yeah, it's, it's Harry. It's true to his word. Yeah. Valentine's Day is kicking off in town. He's come to kick some shit. I'll tell you who is a massive asshole in this film. The uh, the old barman at that bar. They all go well, <laughs> you say that, but is he? Yeah. Is he an asshole? Yeah, he Because is. he knows. No. Because he knows what the deal is. He knows that they're playing with fire. He knows what happened 20 years ago. And he's like, if you have a fucking party, don't come crying to me because you are going to be fucking dead. He's like the harbinger of doom. I was there yeah, 20 years ago, you kids. Right. Everything he says is right. And they're like, oh, shop your crazy person. It's like, no, he's right. Sometimes there's a way you can give news. Listen, everybody, there's a horrible killer. I was there. You don't have to be such a grump. He was quite grumpy. Well, he's, quite cantankerous. he's probably traumatised. Mind you, you would just move towns, wouldn't you? you well, I think, like, before it was public knowledge that these deaths were going on, I'm sure there's a scene with him, and he's an arsehole then as well. Well, yeah, he's probably a bit of an asshole, but he's right. But... He gets a good death. He does get a good death. So, yeah, this is why he's an arsehole. He goes to the mine. He knows the party's going on at the mine place. He goes there with, like, sets up Harry Warden's sort of makeshift costume, hides it behind a door, fits it with an axe. So when the door opens, the axe swings up to, you know, scare the shit out of these kids. Yeah. Irresponsible. That axe could have easily, like, hit someone in the face. Oh, all right. Nerd. Health and safety. <laughs> Me and Hollis love health and safety. Wow. So, Hollis, Hollis is mad for it, isn't it? Watch your step. Watch your step. Watch, watch your step, girls. Watch your step. Watch your step, ladies. Watch your step. I'm going to wear a hard hat. None, none for you. <laughs> he loves health and safety. But the old bastard, the barman, he gets, he gets a good death. So he, like, sets the trap behind the door and then 
keeps going to have a look at it, doesn't it? He keeps opening it and going, <laughs> absolutely pissing himself at his own joke. Yeah, and then the jokes on him because uh, he gets the old axe in the face. <laughs> in the chin, the axe goes through the face, through the skull, pushes his eye out. Brilliant. Yeah. Great practical great. effects. Great death. And then he gets dragged off. Yeah, and it's like it's like a shot of his legs, so you see his legs getting it's like from the ground, the camera's on the ground. He's seeing his body getting pulled away. Yeah. That that's one of the best deaths, I'd say. It's a great death. Uh Mabel's got a good, you know, good reveal. Oh, great reveal. But yeah, old bastard barman, nice. Well, no, I'm on his side. He was right. He was right all along. Uh, what about hot dog face? <laughs> hot dog face, good death. I mean, the deaths are coming quick and fast now. Yeah, at this point, so. good death. Um, he's not a big character, is he? He's just a kid at the party. Yeah, he's, I think he's uh, called Dave. Is the character. Yeah, he's just part of the group, isn't he? So he's in the main room and he, he goes to the kitchen and it's like... He says he's peckish. He's peckish. He's he wants peckish, a hot dog. yeah. So there's a, um, what's it called? A pan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ki- three letter word that I just can't. It's a kitchen can't utensil. It's <laughs> you can remember bubbling. utensil, but you can't remember pan. It's got water in it, it's bubbling up, and there's hot dogs in it. It's a bloody pan. He, he, he hovers over it and goes, mm, hot dogs. Yeah. And then his face is shoved into the boiling water. Brilliant. Kaboom. Great. You get the shot, so it's like as if it's under the pan. So it's his face looking at the camera with all the water. I really wanted one of the hot dogs to go into his mouth. <laughs> Sadly, did never happened, did it? <laughs> and he ends up he ends up uh, in the fridge as well, headless. Yeah, in the fridge. Poor, poor Dave. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite scenes. We we thought this character was a bit like Stifler. Reminded us of Stifler from America. He's a Pine. total Stifler. Exactly the same. He's, he's actually his character's name's John. So it's Rob Steiner's John and Helen Udi as Sylvia. They sneak off for a little bit of sexy time. Uh-huh. It's one of my favourite like, pre-sex in a film oh, moments. Great. So they're getting down and dirty, having a little smooch. Well, it's kissy kissy time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Having a little smooch. He pulls out a condom and yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, great. Let's do but it. But then he decides to go get some beers yeah. instead of getting to it. He's like, oh, I'll go get some beers. And she's like, oh, yeah, good idea. All Great. right. I'll wait here. Oh, no, she says, I'll come with you. And he's like, no, no you're here. Oh. And so, she just goes, bye. And he's at the other side of the room. Bye. <laughs> just so, it's just so awkward. It's so funny. I don't know what it is about that moment. You need it's to watch that scene funny. because we haven't done it justice. You be Sylvia. I'll be John. I'll come with you. No, no, no. I'll go get some beers. You wait here. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And he leaves her in, like, the creepiest fucking room you've ever seen. Like, (laughs) these women have probably never visited the mine. It's, it's like, men only at the mine. Only the men folk in the mine. So all the female characters are a little bit like, oh, what's this? And they're quite excited to be there. So, like, Sylvia's left in this room where like, they basically leave their dusty, oh, horrible gosh. overalls. They're all, pull this lever and the overalls will fall down. Oh, yeah. He says, pull this lever and the overalls will fall down. And she does it. And they just, like, brush her face. It's like, why do you want someone sweaty old overalls in your face? Mucky, cold, yeah. Fucking rank. Everything about that mine is fucking hideous. She's laying on this, like, 
Like wooden planks. Like, it can't be comfortable. Yeah. She's like laying there with her eyes closed, waiting. <laughs> Just waiting with your eyes shut. For a few beers. Absolute insanity. Basically, like, her death is another highlight. So all the overalls are pinging down. They're all flopping down from the rafters. And she's like, oh, oh, like, wading through all these overalls. Yeah. That is a really cool Scene. I just don't get why you would pull out the condom and then say, "I'm ready oh, to I've fuck. I'm going now." <laughs> but I'm, you, oh yeah, get it on. Oh, brilliant! It would be like, oh, but before this, I'll just go get some beers. Like, no, no. put the condom on, <laughs> fuck me, and then we'll go get some beers together out of this horrible room. Yeah, like ooh. it's insane. She gets a great death though, so she's like. Next to this sort of overall room is the shower room, which we've we've seen at the start of the film. So we're all familiar with the shower room. And our killer turns on all the taps, gets all smoggy and smoky yeah. in there, and she's impaled on one of the shower heads. And, uh, you know, Dave discovers her. John. John, sorry, Dave's hot dog face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John's back, discovers it. He just puts his hands to his head. Oh, God. Oh, Sylvia, Sylvia. And she's got what a spewing out of her mouth. It's, yeah, it's great. She looks great. Like it's really good. good. It's it's is it a model? Is it a mannequin? It's, it's a great death. Yeah, Sylvia gets a good one. Like the more we're talking about the deaths, like oh yeah, that's the best one. Oh, actually, that's the yeah. best one. That's the best one. Sylvia gets a strong one. Hollis and the crew are going down the mine. So it's like a guided tour. It's the final third. I think. What could make this Valentine's Day night? Must so they, they go on the tour before Dave and Sylvia's bodies are found. We'll just mention that because... Yeah, the tour is commencing, but they're, they're, they're already <laughs> like brown bread. Yeah, they're not... <laughs> they, they haven't just found out and been like, oh, let's do a guy the tour. Sylvia's dead, but I do want to go down the mine <laughs> on the little train. really want to see that little train. Yeah, the guys don't know No, at this stage. Like, they all go down to Hollis. So it's Hollis, Patty... Sarah, who else has gone down? Howard. Howard. We've not mentioned Howard. Howard is abysmal. Howard's Howard an awful guy. He's a dick. He's, a, he's like, they're all jokers, but he's like the next stage of... Yeah, he's just really irritating. Like, it gets awkward at the party between uh, Axel and TJ at one point. Like, they have a bit of fisticuffs. Yeah. And he's like, tries to lighten the mood. Oh, I'm sniffing Coke. Oh, yeah. He's, he's in Coca-Cola. He's a loser, isn't he? Yeah, so he's down there. He's fucking annoying. Where topside, they're finding dead bodies. They're freaking out. They're finding dead bodies. They're like, shit, they've just gone in a guy to tow. We need to get them out there. Yeah. We need to get them out. And then people are talking about how there's kids trapped down the mine. They're not trapped. They're not trapped. They've, they've just gone, gone down, down there. there yeah. They've gone on a card. They've gone on that really slow, tiny train. Yeah. I like the little tiny train. I mean, we get quite a lot of action down there, but none of it is high octane, is it? <laughs> really? I mean... At this point, yeah, kids are dying left, right and centre. Like, Hollis is dead, Patty gets the axe to the belly, R.I.P., yeah. our favourite character. Mike and Harriet. Mike and Harriet was a wasted opportunity, I thought. Like, we, yeah. we see a lot of cool deaths and, like, you know, grisly stuff, and they're sort of just discovered by Hollis. Which... We can see that they've had a grisly death, but we don't actually see it happen. Yeah, that Maybe was... Maybe because the characters just don't invest that much in those characters. At this point, I think... TJ and Axel have gone down the mine to retrieve them. Yeah. After the commotion up top. So they've teamed up and been like, if we don't team up, we can't get Sarah out of the fucking mine. But, you know, now knowing that Axel was the killer, they've separated and obviously Axel's sneaking around. Yeah. 
And he's one minute he's he's got the mask on, killing, 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 and the next minute, hi, it's me, Axel. Yeah, let's go this way. I know shortcut and yeah, manipulating the situation. But yeah, what did you think of sort of like the final third? We're in the mine. It's kicking off. It was all right. I thought it was. I think like the film started off. I felt you like just like this is an eighties film. It's a bit crap acting, a bit shit. I think by the time we're in the mine. I felt like we were a bit more invested in it. Yeah. Like it kind of, we got attached to some of the characters. Like I think so. Like definitely Horace and, you know. Patty. Yeah. Less so with like Sarah. Yeah, she's just a bit of a cold fish, a bit of a meh. Is it because she's the popular girl and we just think, oh, fuck you. Maybe. <laughs> Bringing some of our own sort of yeah. bias to the situation. Um, yeah. You said earlier like it's sort of high octane without being high octane yeah so you know we've got the mind killer is, is up against tj they're all on this train going back up the mine shaft he's got the axe tj's got the shovel and having like the worst sword oh, fight it's the worst fight and the train's going at about one mile an hour so it doesn't even yeah. feel like perilous TJ hops off it at one point, then Sarah hops off it, then they hop back up. It's like, oh, God. One of them dives on it. I think TJ dives on it, like physically launches himself to get on it, where the miner just steps, steps on. on. I think, I've not seen the remake, but I imagine if there was a way, oh, you've hit the controls, the train's really fast now. It's yeah. Good. Like if they had that fight on a really fast, dangerous journey, that would have felt more dangerous. If you and, can visualise, like... um one of those mini trains that you get at the seaside. Yeah, so for kids. For, for little kids. Like, it's a bit like that, but probably a bit slower. A bit slower, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the concept's good. Yeah. Like, I like the mindset in and Well, like, you, you compare it, like, Indiana Jones has the scene, a Temple of Doom. Yeah, he whizzing around top like, speed. Oh, God, doing little jumps, like, falling off the... It's... Brilliant. If this killer doesn't get you, the train journey will... Like, that's, yeah, that's how you should that's feel. That's the kind of level you want. Not like, oh, I, I could actually just walk a little bit faster than this train if I try. Like, Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, it sort of loses its momentum then. It's like walking on the travelator at the airport compared to not. Yeah, pathetic. <laughs> what did you think of the big reveal? Hello, Axel, you are the killer. So you get Sarah, TJ and Axel, our love triangle, they're all in this like side room off the side of the track and the townspeople are all coming to the rescue at this point. Yeah, it was all right. When Axel, like, he, he takes his mask off. Axel, it's you. I wasn't like, <gasps> Well, there's only like a handful of surviving characters at this yeah. point. I thought it was kind of cool. You get like the little flashbacks. So you, you see Harry Warden doing his... Killing spree 20 years ago, killing the safety guys. One of the safety guys is Axel's dad. Yes. You see Junior Axel getting blood splattered on his child yeah, face. It. And he's like sucking his thumb under the bed. Oh, that was pretty cool. I think one of the better scenes for me in that end bit is um I'm going right back to it, Hollis's death and the nail gun to the face. That, you know, you see the tenderness between Patty and 
Hollis, and I find it really believable. I think that was a really good performance on her part. Well, both of them, yeah. To be fair, like we, we said, we're not big fans of Sarah, but I thought the portrayal, like the terror she yeah. conveys, is, is well, pretty good. not on the train ride though. Not on the train ride, but she's like, like not not during the hand to hand combat. She's like, oh, she looks as interested as we do. Fairly bored, fairly. yeah. <laughs> no, like a best friend Patty's been killed. She, she looks terrified. Yeah, she's quite yeah. good. I think she's a better performer than uh, Paul Kelman, who played TJ. I found him quite... Yeah, TJ's a bit, he's a bit wooden, isn't he? A bit stilted. Same for Axel as well. I thought, mm. I thought the actor who played him, uh, Neil Affleck, was a little bit wooden as well. Yeah. But you get that... Um, it kind of repeats what happened 20 years ago. He's been caught underneath like a little avalanche bit. Mm-hmm. His, little, his little hand sticking out. Oh, yeah, so we find out he's alive. And they're all, they're all trying to like... Dig him out. out. Yeah, yeah, all the townspeople. He cuts his own arm off, doesn't he? He goes proper maniacal, yeah. Yeah. So he grabs Sarah's hand, but he's like hacking away. Like his arm. And that st- was good. That was like a, a kind of a creepy ending, which, yeah. which kind of lifted it a bit for me. Like, oh, it is fucking weird. And then he, he like does all this like... He starts singing about his dad, doesn't he? Yeah, it's weird. Like, armless, he goes running off into the dark, into the mine. Like, clearly, he's going to die I'll somewhere. I'll get you all. <laughs> I love that ending. I thought that was, like, pretty, yeah, pretty was solid. Good. Rather than just, like, Sarah and TJ. Happy Valentine's yeah. Day. I love you. Let's go topside and be a couple again. Yeah. No, there's a freak running around in a mine. Who wants to kill you? And then, I think your mum would like this. She She's big into folk music. A folky song ending. Yeah. Kind of recapping the film. 20 years today. Mm. 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 80s, what are you going to do? What are your positives? What are your negatives? What what are you thinking? What's your vibes? Positives. I enjoy some of the performances. Great kills, great effects for me. That's more positives than I thought. I think when we kind of chose this, it was a couple of Valentine's Day themed films that came up, I thought, oh, this is 80s slasher. I don't know if you'll enjoy this one or not, but mm. it, it was all right, I think. It's not bad. Negatives, there are some like sort of wooden mm. performances in there. And like, just weird characters like Howard. Yeah. Stuff. Just fuck off. Like, you don't need to be in there. But it was nice to see him get hung. He got hung. It was, and his head came off. <laughs> his head fucking came off. It's the ranking. We are going to find a place on the leaderboard for my bloody Valentine. So, yeah, Laura, what, what are you thinking? What's she, mm. what's she, so, 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 so. Would you watch it again? Would you recommend it? That's those are, These are the big questions I've got for you tonight. I might do for a bit of fun on Valentine's Day, you know, if, you, if you're in. I feel like it's a se- like the seasonal horror films that we've watched halloween we watched thanksgiving recently sort of like if you're that way inclined on valentine's day let's watch let's watch a valentine's day yeah it like definitely ticks that seasonal whether i'd watch it any other time now that's it like out of valentine's day probably not interested no probably watch something else probably next year maybe watch the uh the remake yeah see what they did with that one quite intrigued mm. so i do like the minor character i think he's sort of an interesting like he looks fucking scary yeah and he's you know darth vader not the of. minor character the minor character 
The guy who works down the mine, killing people, yeah. Okay. Not the lesser of the characters. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll ask you one last little question. What's your scariest bit? My scariest bit? <laughs> scariest bit. Um, what shit you up? What shit me up? Not much, really, about this film. Do you feel like, now we've done the podcast for, you know, a few years now, do you feel like you're getting... A bit braver with the old spookies? I think it depends. It depends on the film. Yeah. I definitely feel like when we first started, we were, we were a bit more scaredy cat watching shit. Yeah. You've been around, been around the block now. Oh, I'm an absolute bit. We're fucking saying, oh, yeah, someone's eyes come out, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. It didn't scare me. I thought there was some, you know, decent moments in it. I'd say probably my scariest bit is um, Sylvia's scene. Sylvia's death scene. I would agree. I thought that it was probably cool. builds up the most tension. It's a great kill. Yeah. And yeah, it was quite funny. It's great. Well, yeah, it's funny as well. I thought uh, Mabel's uh, discovery. Yeah. Police chief finding Mabel spinning around in the uh, washing the laundry room thing. Like yeah. That. that was pretty cool as well. That was good. So, have you got a score in mind? Are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. After three. One, two, three, Five. six. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. there or thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, pause the tape and find out exactly where that's going to land on the leaderboard. Laura, Laura, official scorer, where has that landed upon the leaderboard? So it's landed in 41st position. Out of how many positions, if you please? 51. it's down there baby so it's coming alongside the witches 1990 gremlins the craft the purge 2013 god we're harsh we're fucking harsh on some films that i really like down there yeah uh yeah and it's next to yeah dog soldiers the last film we watched we need to watch the position it's a position above dog soldiers like i feel like i enjoyed it more than dog soldiers actually well, you did. That but much like, more. A position like, <laughs> more. 0.25 more. Yeah. Well, yeah, there it is in black and white. Yeah, I think it's like a decent film. It's quite funny. It's like some funny characters in there. Yeah. And like decent kills. But yeah, it's probably not one that I'm rushing to watch again. No, I'm quite happy with it there, to be honest. Yeah. Should we give it a romantic smattering? Go on then. Oh. <laughs> not a pornographic smattering. I have a, just like a nice, hey, whimsical. Oh, You're like okay. verbal. Oh, <laughs> you dirty pig. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dear listener, if you're having a uh, lovely Valentine's Day night, just rewind and listen to <laughs> Laura there. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and... We'll join you next time for another Horror Project podcast. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to the Horror Project podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We would hate for you to miss anything. New episodes are available every Tuesday. Five-star reviews and lovely comments are always welcome. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Drop us an email with film suggestions and feedback at horrorprojectpodcast at hotmail.com. Until next time, 
Stay spooky and don't shit the bed. Adios. Uh, that, no, that sounded weird.